Hey guys, welcome back to the F1 Girls. I'm Amy. And I'm Rihanna. And today we're going to be talking about something that's quite different for us, I think. Um, we're going to be talking about Formula One versus Formula E. Yeah, this yeah, this is quite an exciting episode because luckily me and Amy got the opportunity at the weekend to go watch the um London E Prix on the um on the Saturday. So we're gonna be talking about basically the basis Formula One, Formula E, thought what the main differences are in the two sports, our experience the weekend and what we think will happen in the future. Yeah, so let's start with just the basics for Formula One and Formula E. So should we start with Formula One? Yeah, I mean, all, all, all I'm pretty sure most of our audience will know the basics of Formula One, but for to be able to compare them. So um, you have 10 teams, Formula One, it's usually 20 races a season. Um, Formula One is the the fastest of all the Formula, like the car is the fastest. Um, and yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know if you want to expand on that, Amy. <laughs> it feels weird trying to explain something that we talk about so regularly. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, like you say, 10 teams, 20 drivers. Um, in terms of qualifying, you've got obviously the three qualifying sessions. The race is basically just a set amount of laps um, and a formation lap. Um, and there's generally around 23 races, I want to say, a season. Obviously, the last couple of years has been very different because... We've had COVID and they haven't been able to race as much as normal, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, and just to quickly go through the teams for Formula One, we've got uh, Red Bull Racing, Mercedes, McLaren, Ferrari, AlphaTauri, Aston Martin, Alpine, Alfa Romeo Racing, Williams and Haas F1. So yeah, just, just 10 for Formula One. So this is where Formula E is a bit different. So obviously... Formula E literally stands for Formula Electric, Electronic, Electric, Electric. <laughs> Good start. Um, <laughs> it's going well, it's going well. So obviously the cars are literally um, powered by electricity. They are battery powered cars. Um, and they obviously don't get to quite the speed that a Formula One car gets to, but they get quite high up there. Um, so a Formula One car gets to a speed of around 235, 240 miles per hour, whereas a Formula E car, it's about 175 miles an hour. Yeah, um, so fairly close, but yeah, uh, Formula One cars are a bit, a still a bit more developed than the Formula E cars at the moment. Um, this is going to be a point out though, Formula E are only in their seventh season. So they're only yeah. seven years in, so they haven't fully sort of, obviously Formula One is like 70 odd years in. So there's been a lot of changes um, to cars in Formula One, whereas Formula E, I think there's only been like three different um, types of cars. So Yeah, still in the, the very early stages. Now, I'm just looking at the teams and I'm really worried about trying to pronounce these, but you know, I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> um, so we've got, I think I'm just going to do the, an abbreviation. We have just Al say there's 12 teams, though, in Formula E rather than oh, yeah. 10 that's in Formula One. Just before yeah. you start trying to rhyme off all the teams. 
Yeah, so two HC, we've got um, Audi, Audi Sport, we've got BMW i, uh, Dragon, we've got DS um, Cheetah, Tech Cheetah, um, Envision Virgin Racing, Jaguar Racing, Mahindra Racing, uh, Mercedes EQ, Formula E Team, um, NIO 333. <laughs> if this is wrong, this is so embarrassing. Um, Nissan, uh, Rocket Venturi Racing, and Porsche. So a lot of the teams, apart from Mercedes, um, that's the only one that doubles over onto Formula One. All of them pretty much completely new teams, which is quite nice to see, actually. Yeah, it's nice to see sort of the different car manufacturers um, actually being able to race somewhere other than F1, because obviously F1 is very difficult for a team to get into. Exactly. And I suppose that brings us into like the main differences that we're going to discuss. I know we've just we've just kind of gone over the car. So obviously the Formula 1 car is a lot faster. That's obviously because it's uh, the sport is a hell of a lot older and the technology is older. I think, yeah, I think eventually the um, electric cars will probably be fairly at the same level even more because we just haven't, as a human race, developed ele electric like batteries and technology because it's so new. So therefore that's something to look forward to in the future. But as the cars themselves, it's kind of, I think it's almost kind of similar to F2 in the fact that the majority of the car is the same for every driver in Formula E, apart from, I think you can make changes to the batteries and things like that. So there is a little bit of difference, but not nearly as much as there is in Formula One, because obviously the teams are practically allowed to do pretty much what they want within, within the uh, regulation. So there's usually a big, big like tech difference between a Williams and a Mercedes. Yeah, definitely. So the first sort of difference that you have is um, the qualifying for Formula E. Um, so they do qualifying and then they do something called Super Pole, which you will get to in a second. So in terms of qualifying, there's only six drivers that go onto the track at a time, meaning they have to split up the qualifying into four different sections. So each driver has six minutes on the track to basically get the best time they can possibly get. Um, to try and achieve or get into the top six um, and if they get into the top six then they um, go on to try and get super pole so super pole is basically the top six at the end of the qualifying session which lasts an hour by the way um, the yeah super pole is the top six um, do sort of a shootout uh, type thing so they each have they each go onto the track just by themselves and try and get the best time in as uh, best time as possible. Um, and obviously they are competing for the pole position. However, if they get pole position, the super pole, they get an additional three points added to their um, championship. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite an interestingly different format and I can't quite remember if this was just coincidence or not, is the people who do the best in the previous race, they go first in qualifying, but that seems to be a disadvantage. The people who do the best tend to be in the third and fourth qualifying session. I, I can't remember if that's an, that's a thing or whether it's just, that was just like a coincidence. Yeah, it definitely happened for the weekend that we watched this last weekend. So obviously I feel like we're gonna carry on watching FE to sort of gain a bit more 
knowledge um, around the subject, but yeah, from what it looks like, it's sort of the people that get the top positions in the race before go out first for your qualifying, and obviously that's difficult because um, you don't you don't know what other um, teams and other drivers what their timings are going to be, so you're basically just trying to get the best possible time, and then the others are looking at your times and being like, right, so we need to beat that time, and it's I think that's a bit harder for them. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, and I'm trying to decide which kind of format I prefer because obviously with Formula One they all go out at the same time, and then after each qualifying session, five people are eliminated. And I kind of quite like the fact that you people get eliminated along the way. It's kind of more only really towards the end that there's like kind of excitement about elimination because obviously you don't you don't know who's who's going to do what when they're all sent out one by one. But I think it's definitely beneficial for the drivers to just not have to worry about traffic or on track or anything and just know that what their lap time will be down to is just their complete own ability rather than like bad luck. Because, you know, when we saw... Alonso's time got absolutely wrecked by Vettel like he would have he would place quite high up on the grid but that that isn't a worry with Formula E because you're just out there on your own if you make a mistake that's on you kind of thing yeah I think the thing I like about the Formula E qualifying is it gives everyone sort of that equal opportunity to be able to try and get pole position because I know when we were at the race um the commentators were saying oh Dragon weren't like the fastest team um they were one of the slowest team on the grid however one of the drivers managed to get into the super pole um race so it's i like that aspect of it but i think yeah i agree with you in terms of liking the qualifying the way that f1 do it yeah, exactly. I, th I think, yeah, it's also worth mentioning. Um, one of the, I think one of the strangest things I found about the difference between Formula 1 and Formula E, Formula E, pretty much everybody has a chance of winning pretty much all the time. There's always a different person winning. There's always a different person on pole. There's always different people on the podium. And it, I think there's about 10 to 12 drivers, like, close together for the title fight. So it, it's basically a world away from Formula 1 where there's one or two people who you think would, who will genuinely get the the overall championship and all constructors championship but with Formula E it's literally anyone's game and I think that's quite nice not knowing all the time because there's been seasons when you know just when Lewis is going to run away with it you kind of like oh that's that's a shame that there's not that excitement all the way through but with Formula E I don't think that has ever been the case where it's, it's just been a clear cut so that's actually quite refreshing. I think it's nice also the fact that um, they all have to really work for their positions on track Whereas in Formula One, you kind of know who's going to be the top in the top positions. Um, and obviously, if one of the top people in Formula One have sort of a bad day, then you still know they're going to still they're going to still be up there. Do you know what I mean? Rather than um, in FE, obviously, if they have a bad day, then that's it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm going to be careful with my words here. I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think overtaking requires more skill and formality, but I think it is harder when all your cars are the same. It's literally just down to, or A, how much like battery you saved and things like that. We'll, we'll get onto that in a, in a second. But 
a lot of it will just come down to your skill and it's not whether you have a good car or not so I, th- I think there's different skills used at different times for both the sports so it is quite it's yeah it's quite high context but once I think hopefully once I get into this more I'll start understanding a bit more about it and how how people tend to place and why kind of thing that would be I think the most exciting thing to see yeah definitely so let's move on to the actual race format for Formula E now, the most interesting thing I found about it, and I think we did say this at the weekend, was um, they don't have a formation lap or a rule lap or anything like that. It's kind of just a lights out and you go. So they're not sort of warming up their cars beforehand. Yeah, exactly. I was like, how, how on earth are they going to keep their, how on earth are their tyres going to be warm enough? But I guess it works. And I suppose also there aren't any pit stops in Formula E so I think yeah I, I just yeah that was kind of weird the fact that they don't have to stop and you don't have to account for that in any of the timings um because instead of I think Formula One is is a set distance right but with for Formula E it's a time you have 45 minutes plus one lap for the entire race and whatever distance you cover in that time is whatever distance so it, it is quite different to Formula One in that way yeah, so Formula One, in terms of um, laps, they, for each track, it's a set amount of laps depending on how long the track is um, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, obviously, Formula E, it's obviously different tracks every every race, but it's the same amount of time that they have, which I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but also, um, going back to the the tire thing. So, because obviously, the Formula E don't have pit stops, or they do have to manage their tires. But I think the thing that they have to keep on top of more is their power, because they have a set amount of power, and you, they will show a graphic about how much percentage power they have left. Like when F one show how long left the tires have, you know, there's usually like a percentage how how long the tyres have got. They've got the same for Formula E on how much power they've got. And obviously, if you hit zero, your car begins to slow down like drastically. So drivers really have to be on t- on their um, like energy management. So that's, I think it's, ba- it's a very similar thing, but on a different aspect of the car, which is also quite cool. Yeah, definitely. Like the, um, I was researching this just before we started doing the podcast and um I kept seeing on loads of different sort of articles and stuff like that that the battery management for Formula E is probably the equivalent to the tyre management in Formula One. Like it is one of the most important parts or aspects of the race. Yeah, it will. It will like with Formula One. If you don't manage your tyres, then and if they're if they're all shredded towards the end, then you have quite a low chance of not being overtaken is the exact same thing formally um it's all about battery battery management and uh, when um we went we saw i can't remember which car it was one car would just had just slowed down massively on the last lap how he was out of battery and it, he was just dropping in so many places and it was like ah oh, you know that it just shows how important it is yeah definitely so in terms of battery power though there are two different ways that a formula e car can be boosted throughout the race that i sort of found really interesting that 
obviously Formula uh, Formula One don't have any way of boosting the car or whatever. But in Formula E, you have two ways. So you, the first way is the fan boost. So basically, the fans who are watching the race um, can vote for their driver or the driver they want um, the fan boost to be given to. Um, that can be done on the Formula E website, on Twitter, or on the Formula E app. And um, the three drivers that get the most votes receive an additional additional amount of power that they can use at any point during the race. Yeah, but that, that's quite an interesting because obviously the way Formula One translate that is they have drive of the day, but that's almost kind of more like a token thing. It doesn't actually affect them at all during the race and. I, I I like I, I get the idea, but I kind of think it's a bit weird that you will get you'll you'll get more power if you're more popular kind of thing. I feel that like that's a little bit unfair in a way because and um it's it's a tricky one. I I feel like you should win the race off your own merit, not it shouldn't be whether someone likes you or not. But yeah, that <laughs> that's just just my opinion. I yeah, you little... really didn't like the fan boost um, thing, did you? <laughs> you went on a right rant over the weekend about how it's not fair on, obviously, it isn't fair on those who obviously are less popular or whatever. So, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. I like the idea of being able to give your favourite a bit of a bit of a power boost, but like I say, it, it has its ups and downs. Yeah, exactly. I think probably Mazpin's glad that that's not a Formula One, <laughs> a Formula One thing. How do we always do this? We always bring it back to Mazpin. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so the other way of getting a power boost in Formula E is actually through a part of the track, um, a section of the track called the attack mode. So the drivers would literally have to drive out of the racing line and through this sort of attack mode whilst setting it up on the um on their car i believe they have to like press a certain button and then drive around it to get the attack mode um but that lasts for eight minutes after they have they have to hit a certain amount of sensors on this section to get the attack mode and that lasts eight minutes after they've done that and they get two times that they can have that um, in a race. So yeah, that's the other way of getting the power boost. Yeah, I really, really like the idea of attack mode actually, because I think, I think is it they're every driver is required to do it twice, aren't they? They, mm -hmm. they all have to basically go out of their way onto a slower section, which will, I think, a lot of a lot of the time it would meant they'd get overtaken and obviously you have to time it right and see what the person behind you is doing and what their strategy they're on but i think that's really good because it, it it you are rewarded with power but you also either get overtaken or the gap closes so it, from a fan perspective it makes it extremely extremely exciting and yeah and also what i liked is so on formula e halos you have like a strobe light and if you are on attack mode you're like strobe light like lights up blue or I think it was blue and then if you're on your qualifying on your flying qualifying lap um you lights up purple and I just thought oh, that's really cool <laughs> it's the little things isn't it really <laughs> <laughs> it is, especially when we saw it in the inside circuit having those little glowy lights I, I was just so cool yeah I mean it was 
cooled enough the fact that they were going inside to outside on this circuit that we went to um, on Saturday. But then to see, obviously, the LED lights on the car and everything, it, yeah, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, I think the only thing we can compare attack mode and fan boost to is, is DRS. Um, but I think with, uh, with attack mode, it doesn't, you're not affected by anyone around you. You choose when you want to go on attack mode. You can choose what strategy, but with DRS is solely dependent on how close you are to someone else. And attack mode doesn't create anything like a DRS training, you know, when everyone's so close to each other in the midfield. The person at the front gets absolutely shafted because everyone starts DRSing them and they can't DRS anyone. It's, it's I, I think I, I really, really do like attack mode. And I'd, if, if that could be in Formula One, I think that would make it so, 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 so exciting. Yeah, definitely. I think that is a, it would be a pretty cool idea to have that as part of the uh, Formula One sort of way of doing things. Um, but obviously, so at the weekend, we were sat on the um, turn that the attack mode was on. So we, I feel like that's the um, area that you see the most action. And mm. the amount of near misses that we had when we were sat watching was so incredible. Like there were so many near misses. Um, and when I say near misses, I mean like near collisions. Yeah, they every, at that corner, every, every driver had to be so aware of what was going around them because obviously some people were taking the attack mode line, some people were taking the racing line. You don't know who's doing what, you know, and you've really got to be on it to make sure, A, you, like, hold your place or not get, you know, overtaken or, like, go into a wall because quite a few people did go into <laughs> into walls over the course of the, the weekend. So speaking of the weekend, let's talk about sort of our weekend experience going to Formula E. Yeah. <laughs> so this was this was such this was a special weekend, not only because we're going to Formula E, but it was the first time me and Amy ever met. And it was so lovely actually being to, actually meeting in person and actually going to experience some motorsport that obviously we like. So yeah, just we were just buzzing from the, the offset. So I think that just set a good a good move for the weekend even though when we got there we could not find the entrance for life first we had to take a train to the right entrance from the wrong entrance it was so stressful we thought we were going to miss qualifying yeah that was probably the most stressful thing about the entire weekend um we obviously just hadn't been given um the information that we needed for that um because on the ticket there was like a map of the track but it didn't actually tell you where the entrance was that would have been helpful but other than that, I think it was such an amazing weekend. I'm still absolutely buzzing off it. <laughs> oh no, I, I just, I just want to go back and like once we were in, there was some really nice. There was like the facilities were nice. There was like beanbags to sit on. There was a simulator. If you saw on our um, Instagram, you'll see me crashing into a wall on the simulator. It was a lot harder than it looked. There was absolutely no steering assist whatsoever so it was very difficult but you know it kills the time we had a, I think what three hours between qualifying and the race we had to kill so we spent most of that standing in a line <laughs> waiting for the simulator um but yeah it was really nice and what I do like about the Formula E is so where we were we weren't in a particularly like an expensive seat I think all the, all the like most like 
highly sold seats would have been on the inside. We were on the outside and we, but we were lucky enough to be on the Tacmo corner. And I just think we, I genuinely think we had the best seats because we were on that corner where all the action was happening and you were so much closer than you would be in a Formula One race. I've never been to a Formula One race, but when I look at people's videos and stuff, they, they do seem quite far away. And even if you're in a stand, you're still not that close, but we, you could read, you could see like the detail on the driver's helmets. That's how, that's how close we are. And I think, I think that's just because it, the, the tracks obviously are not a lot smaller. Um, Formula E tends to do a lot of street circuits rather than tracks. Obviously you can kind of compact it up a bit more. So it's easy to see, but I, uh, that was definitely like my highlight being so close on such a corner. It was honestly amazing. Yeah. So obviously we sort of just got like they were pretty much bog basic tickets but we were so happy with where we were um and obviously like hospitality and that kind of thing is really nice and being able to go inside and go onto the um starting line and see all the cars all on the um track would have been nice but i think the way that we had it was probably the best way you could experience Formula E. Yeah, exactly. If, you, if someone said to me, you can sit on the inside and go hospitality, you have to sit on the straight or sit where you were, I'd choose where we were 100% <laughs> because there was just so much more action. It was, it was nice and sunny. I know it's cool being in the atmosphere in the dark, but like you can actually see what's going on a lot better. And, you know, I, I just, yeah, I think we were just so, so lucky to be given the opportunity to go. Oh, yeah, definitely. So let's talk about the future. The future. <laughs> the future. So will you be uh, carrying on watching Formula E after this weekend, Ree? I think I will, actually. And I, I don't have a lot of spare time, especially if I'm following Formula 1 as closely as I am. But I really do. I really feel like I'm hooked now, especially... <laughs> So on the, on the Sunday, me and Amy watched, we watched it in a pub on a, on her iPad. And like, was it some, someone was quite far back. The safety car had come out, someone had crashed. Someone came into the pits, overtook everyone because the pit lane, um, like speed limiter was actually faster than the safety car. And they came out first and it took them basically the whole race to disqualify them. And I just thought, what on earth is going on? How on how on earth did anyone think that was okay? And I, from that just pure ex, just pure randomness, I was just like, I have to carry on watching this. If weird stuff like that's if someone thinks they can overtake the entire grid by going through the pit lane and coming out in first, then clearly this is a wacky sport that I need to <laughs> I need to carry on following. So, and and yeah, I, I just I just think because of how like where we were sat, there was always like an overtake happening. Yeah or not happening because of the attack mode. I, I just think it's it's going to be such an interesting sport to watch. So yeah, 100% I'm going to follow it. Yeah, speaking of that little incident that happened on the Sunday race, um, I was actually speaking to my dad who was watching it from home and he said that um, they gave him a penalty, but then his team decided not to bring him in for the um, drive-through penalty in the pit lane. And he, that's why he ended up getting disqualified, which I thought was quite interesting. Like, why would, why, why would you not have like brought him in just for a drive-through penalty, and he would still have been in the points? 
but now he disqualified and got absolutely nothing. I just thought he did it off his own back. I thought he was like, oh, I'm all the way back here. You know, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to drive through the bit lane and go to the front. <laughs> I think he potentially actually- did do that, the initial thing off his own back, but then obviously his team didn't bring him in for his penalty. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm still very confused about the whole situation. <laughs> I think it's more the memes of you know the, the the basically there was just shots every now and again it would just pan to the team principal just sprinting around trying to sort out this mess that's just been caused it was just so funny if you have a chance try and find some of these clips on TikTok it's literally the most funny thing and yeah I think from that incident alone would make anybody want to watch Formula E regularly because that was just hilarious yeah I think I'm definitely going to share a couple of the TikToks that I found on our Instagram um story so I go and have a look and I'll I'll save them to the um, Formula E highlights that we have because that honestly I think that was one of the things that made my weekend <laughs> just seeing him like sprinting around the place it was oh it was giving me um very much have you got my email Michael vibes <laughs> absolutely priceless that 100 percent um so that moves on to our, our second future question do we think f1 is going to become more like formula e i know they're already hybrid kind of we're in a hybrid area of formula one how far do we think they're going to push the the for the um electric element of formula one i what do you think i think formula one is going to stay as it is however I think Formula E is going to be pushed a lot more because obviously it's the the sustainability um, and it is obviously one of the most green sports on the planet right now. So um, in in terms of motorsport, can I just point out, in terms of (laughs) motorsport, it is one of the most green sports. So um, yeah, I think in terms of Formula One potentially going more electric I don't know because obviously Formula One is so iconic it is Formula One is Formula One if you get what I mean so it's like do we change that and make it into more Formula E or I think it should stay as Formula One quite honest yeah I I agree with you I think if if they do work on the electric side, they'll just be improving like the batteries. And I don't think they'd ever go fully electric now, especially Formula E is now an, an FIA sport. I don't think Formula One would ever be more electric than it already is. I think that they're, they're still always going to have that, you know, like engine, you know, normal component to it because that's what Formula One is. And I think if, if everyone went to a Formula One race and just heard like, all the time not hearing like the actual like Formula One car noise everyone would be so disappointed because everyone goes a lot of people go for the like noise and the atmosphere if you're just hearing like a little whistle every now and again everyone's just going to be like oh yeah that that lit that noise literally just took me back to the Sunday morning breakfast when we were like (laughs) (laughs) we're doing our impressions of the Formula E car honestly it's it's such a strange sound it's it's just like it's it's loud but in in a way you kind of in a weird way <laughs> yeah if you uh, did manage to look uh, see our instagram stories of 
the Formula E weekend. Obviously, they are saved to highlights if you want to go and check them out. But on a couple of the videos, um, you can just hear the cars. And it is, I love it, but I don't think I love the sound as much as I love the Formula One car sound. Like, that is just... It's iconic, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> so that sort of moves us on to our last little section of which is actually better, Formula One or Formula E? Imagine if we just change our names to the Formula E girls and we just do a complete rebrand. Oh no. Formula One and we're like, no, actually we're switching. We're not, by the way. <laughs> just in case anyone got excited, we're not. Um, we'll be following I, Formula E though. Like I'll just say that there will probably be more episodes on Formula E because that gave us such a buzz this weekend. Yeah, it definitely opened our eyes because I was kind of I was a bit channel minded before. I was like, Formula One's the only kind of most I want to watch. It's I can't I don't have time for any others. But having gone to, having the opportunity to go to Formula E totally opened my eyes to like how exciting it can be to watch two different kind of sports that are in the same, you know, like umbrella, so like of motorsport. I think there's definitely elements of Formula E that I prefer, like the attack mode and things like that. But as an overall sport, it obviously it's going to be Formula One. <laughs> it's 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 just I don't I, I'm trying to justify it now. <laughs> trying to put it into words. I just I just I just prefer I prefer the way the Formula One cars look. I prefer the way the Formula One cars sound. I think. Although it would be nice to have a bit more variation, I I just you know I like it the way it is. You know you don't you don't have you know fan boost, which I just think is a bit silly. <laughs> you and that blooming fan boost. Blooming fan boost, yeah, I'm just not not here for that. But yeah, for, I think I think Formula One will always have the top top spot in my heart. Um, yeah, but... for me, I'm always going to be a Formula One girl, always. Um, but I feel like I will get into Formula E and it will be one of those. I will. I think I will probably end up watching it as religiously as I watch Formula One. Um, and it will be nice to actually see Formula E grow because obviously, like we said um, previously in this episode, it's only in its seventh year. So it is really, really new. Um, so, yeah, it will be nice to see how it grows and how um, the how they actually sort of develop it over time yeah exactly and I really do like the sustainable aspect of Formula E obviously they're one of the big things that they were promoting like on the screens and stuff when there wasn't racing about what they were doing uh, sustainability wise and like thinking about it I didn't see a single bit of plastic at Formula at the, at the event everything was given to us neither like even the water was given to us in a can we were weirded out the fact we were having canned water and we're like, what is this strange thing? Why is it why is it not in a bottle? We clocked obviously um because they were they were pushing massively on sustainability. There was there weren't any regular bins, it was all, you know, recycling, food waste, this and that. Every single thing was they I think they're trying to make their whole entire supply chain and experience as sustainable as possible. And that's so good to see that something that is quite big like even though it's new it's still big and they are really really pushing sustainability elements so I I really really do like that about Formary. Yeah definitely it's it's one of those things that it's nice to see how motorsport can be developed to sort of help the environment and like help 
the world we're going to be living in so yeah exactly but again Formula One I think it still is the best form of motorsport and we're going to continue being the F1 girls so no no panicking we're not we're not going to be a Formula E podcast just yet but <laughs> So that brings us to the end of this episode. I do just want to say a big thank you to Andy and Susie for um, giving us the chance to go and see Formula E, like an experience that weekend because it was absolutely incredible. Um, so yeah. Thank you, yeah. thank you so much guys. And I hope you um, tune in again for our next episode. We'll see you soon. Thanks guys.